Our scripture for today is Matthew chapter 24, verses 36 to 44. You can find that on page 1205 in the Bible in the pew in front of you. That's Matthew 24, 36 to 44. You can find that on page 1205 in the Bibles in front of you. But nobody knows, nobody knows when that day or hour will come. Not the heavenly angels, not the Son, only the Father knows. As it was in the time of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the human one. In those days before the flood, People were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day Noah entered the ark. They didn't know what was happening until the flood came and swept them all away. The coming of the human one will be like that. At that time, there will be two people in the field. One will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken, and the other left. Therefore, stay alert. You don't know what day the Lord is coming. But you understand if the head of the house knew at what time the thief would come, he would keep alert. He wouldn't allow the thief to break into his house. Therefore, you also should be prepared, because the human one will come at a time you do not know. The word of God for the people of God. God. Advent is the season of preparation for Christmas, which everyone knows is the most wonderful time of the year. But we start Advent not with shepherds and angels and babies, meek and mild. Instead, we start with apocalyptic warnings. And I don't like it. (laughs) I much prefer the Christmas and Advent with cute babies in cute costumes. But we do not always get what we want. Instead, we start Advent with this passage that is full of floods and people disappearing and thieves coming in the middle of the night. It's a passage that is mostly interpreted as being about the second coming of Jesus. So before we talk about anything else, we should probably talk about that, the second coming, because I would wager more than a few of us have some issues with the whole idea. If you didn't grow up with it or aren't familiar with it, the basic idea of the second coming is that Jesus was born, and then Jesus has been gone, and Jesus is going to come again. That's it. That's the idea. But it is impossible to hear it, at least for me, without all the baggage that pop culture has put on top of it. I cannot hear this idea without hearing Tim LaHaye's Left Behind series in the back of my mind. Jesus comes back 
and some select few are taken up to heaven in a flash, and everybody else is left behind to face floods and natural disasters and war and all manner of tragedy. Merry Christmas! (laughs) Jesus is back! Can't you wait for that to happen? Would it be possible to look at this passage with fresh eyes? To set all that aside, at least for the next ten minutes, and see what else we might see in this passage. If we did, we might notice what the consistent theme is throughout this passage. In these eight short verses, five times we are told, you don't know. You don't know. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know when it's going to happen, and you don't know how it's going to happen. And the angels don't know, and Jesus doesn't know. Nobody knows what's happening. How does Jesus arrive? We don't know. So let your imagination run wild. What would be good news to you? Would you like it or do you imagine it as a once and done sort of thing where it is clear and unmissable and the world is transformed for good in an instant? Or is it something that's repeated again and again and again every year or every so often in the way that Christmas is repeated again and again and again? Or maybe Jesus' arrival is going on all of the time. Let your imagination run wild, because we don't know. So it's fair game. What do you like? Would you like to imagine Jesus arriving in a dramatic, clear way? Or... Jesus' arrival is something that started and is subtle and requires attention if we're going to see it. That's what I like to imagine. You don't have to like it. But it's where my mind has been resting, my heart has been resting in the last week. For a couple of reasons. One is that the first arrival of Jesus was subtle and easy to miss. In spite of the star and the heavens breaking open, it was really just a baby born in poverty. Which happens all of the time. It's happening right now. There are babies born into poverty all around us. What is less remarkable? So will Jesus coming again be like that? Something that's going on all of the time, that requires our attention if we are really going to see it. That's one reason I've been thinking about the second coming that way. The other is that I desperately need a change of pace during this season. 
I need a break from the advertisers that tell me more and more and more is the route to happiness. I need a break from Costco that has been selling my kids toys since September. I need a break from the stress at home where we put up our Christmas tree yesterday and only the bottom ring of lights lights up. (laughs) I need something that is different from that in my life. So it's good news to me that Jesus is arriving no matter what in ways we can't even begin to guess. So stay awake, says Jesus. Slow down. Pay attention. To see Jesus requires attention. Sometimes Jesus is like a flash of light, clear as day. But sometimes Jesus is like floodwaters that seep in under the door and rise so slowly you barely notice it until you are overwhelmed by the love that has been arriving all along. Sometimes it's like that, filling us with wonder and awe if we're just paying attention. My family celebrates Thanksgiving every year with a group of friends. All of us have family that lives far away. So we get together and form our own tribe for the day and for the feast. And it's wonderful. This year, one of my friends, instead of bringing food, brought microscopes. You can buy them in a four-pack for $40 on Amazon. And so she brought four microscopes. Some of us were expecting pie. (laughs) And she passed them out, and mostly we said, huh. But Zoe grabbed one. Zoe is my five-year-old daughter. And she was entranced. She couldn't even really focus it. But that didn't stop her. She looked at every single thing she could find. She looked at everybody's clothing, whether you consented or not. She looked at the tables. She looked at her own skin. She looked at the walls. She was fascinated because she was paying attention. She saw that magic that's inside of everything. I think watching for Jesus is like that. I can't think of a better way to start Advent. Because where is Christ lurking? How is love arriving? When will the light break forth? We just don't know. So we need to pay attention. There's a form of Zen meditation or a meditation from the Zen tradition where there's an invitation to cultivate what's called a don't-know mind. The way the meditation works is that you inhale, and on your exhale, in your mind, you say, don't know. Don't know. Don't know. 
And as I understand it, it is an invitation to let go of all our preconceived notions, all of our ideas of how the world works, all of our stories about what that person meant when they said this, all of our concerns about how were we heard when we said that. Don't know. It's an invitation to curiosity and an open mind. We don't know what we'll find. This passage feels like that to me. Cultivating a don't know mind. We don't know what's going to happen. Or when it's going to break through. Or how it's going to arrive. But we trust. We believe that Christ is coming again. So we need to pay attention. One of my mantras for Advent this year is a very short bit of Mary Oliver, a poet uh, who writes beautiful poetry. You may have heard it. It is called Instructions for Living a Life. Pay attention. Be astonished. Tell about it. That's it. Instructions for living a life. Pay attention, be astonished, and tell about it. Right there, I think we have the whole Christmas story. Pay attention, like Mary and Joseph, like expectant parents everywhere who count every kick. Pay attention, like shepherds in the field who bothered to look up and see what was there. Pay attention like astronomers who look for every new sparkle of light in the heavens. Pay attention and be astonished. Astonished at the gift of life coming into the world. Astonished at angels singing whatever that might mean. Astonished at this star that leads just to a baby. Can you imagine? Pay attention and be astonished in your own life. Pay attention to your breath, the way it is a constant companion, the spirit breathing in and out of you. How astonishing. Pay attention to the kindness of strangers and be astonished, the way that the checker carefully bags your groceries. Not always. But sometimes, you know, they take extra care. Put this right where it should go and this nestled next to that. Pay attention and be astonished at the kindness of strangers. Pay attention to the ways that the lights that are already up on people's houses push back the darkness just a bit. And be astonished at the way the evergreens testify to life that does not go dormant in spite of the cold and the dark. Pay attention and be astonished and tell about it. Because when we tell about it, we claim it. Tell about it. So call up your friend and tell him all about it. Whisper it to your lover first thing in the morning. Come here and name it in worship. Pay attention. Christ is coming. Be astonished 
Christ is coming. And tell about it. Christ is coming. Amen.